Hey, podcast family, welcome back to another episode. No, I'm not in the studio. I'm actually on call. I'm at the hospital. So I'm doing this for my on-site hospital call room. But that does not explain my voice. (laughs) If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you know that I've been just hammered by this sinusitis, bronchitis, and apparently now it's a kind of pharyngitis. Yes, it's just like full spectrum sickness here, but I'm not infectious. Trust me, I keep swabbing myself and it's not flu, it's not COVID. I think half of that is allergies and some of that is reactive airway. But uh, yeah, I am not trying to make this up. (laughs) This is not my typical voice, although I'm hoping that my wife kind of digs it. So no, if you're new to the podcast, uh, don't get used to the new Barry White voice version because that is not me at all. (laughs) I'm battling this sickness. All right. All to say, I wanted to get this out because, um, well, it's funny how things work and I'll explain that in just a moment. But I've decided to call this extensicillin, linozolid, and stuff. All right. So we're going to cover extensicillin. Which, by the way, I asked my residents about. I'm like, tell me about extensicillin. They're like, you made that up. No, I did not. (laughs) Extensicillin is a real thing and it's available in the U.S. And we need it. Trust me. I'm going to explain. And then I'm going to explain the disappointing but not the end of the road story for linozolid, all right? All of this has to do with syphilis because of the incredible rates of syphilis in the U.S. We're not out of the woods. We're still deep in the middle of the forest, and we need help for congenital syphilis. So we're going to talk about extensicillin. We're going to talk about linozolid, how those two things relate. And then I'm going to make the case here that Whenever you give an interview to a media, (laughs) always good to probably say, well, this information is as good as XYZ date because without fail, something's going to change. I'll explain in just a minute. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves real fast. This is Clinical Pearls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so when I said the very white voice, I was in no way uh, trying to make light of the phenomenal voice of Barry White. I mean, what a just larger than life, uh, I mean, both physically and in music. Uh, what a character, what a singer, my goodness. Uh, how many people, how many men tried to do the Barry White voice when they were dating? I mean, come on, let's be serious. All right, well, now that we put that aside, and this is not focusing on Barry White, let's get into our topic. So as I said at the beginning, it's interesting how things work out because um, some time ago, not well, not 
actually all that long ago on January the 5th, uh, Friday, uh, I was uh, quoted in a online uh, medical news site called The Guardian, all right? So The Guardian has politics, The Guardian has medicine, uh, you know, healthcare, uh, has social factors. So The Guardian, right? It's been around for a long time. Uh, I think it started in the UK. Now there's a US version. So on February the 5th, a, a reporter contacted me just for a little quote on on the rising syphilis rates and the whole issue with bicillin, which is nothing new. Okay. So unless you've been literally like in a cave uh, for a couple of years, um, you, you're aware that bicillin is in short supply. We have one U.S. manufacturer who's trying to keep with demand. The problem is it's not the manufacturer. is that there's too much demand. I mean, there's way too much syphilis going on for how much they can safely uh, and accurately produce the medication, right? So that's where we're at. So this uh, article from The Guardian, again, that came out January the 5th, the title is U.S. Faces Tragic Rise in Syphilis Cases with Life-Saving Drug in Short Supply. Um, ooh, sorry, I had a little bronchitis episode there. Did you all hear that? <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to make this work, okay? Yes, I'm wearing my masks when I go see somebody. Don't freak out. I'm all right. And I'm telling you, I'm not infectious. I think this is all reactive airway because I walk into one room and it's the heater and I walk outside and it's like, you know, 20 degrees, 30 degrees. I know, wah, for those who are like in Canada and it's like minus 40. Uh, but in Texas, it's, it's cold. For us. Uh, and so I think that really wigs me out. Plus, I always, always tend to get sick around this time. But anyway, uh, the title of the article is U.S. Faces Tragic Rise in Syphilis Cases with Life-Saving Drug in Short Supply. And in this uh, uh, news article through The Guardian, um, I make a quote that says, look, I'm basically, uh, you know, we are, this is legit. This is a problem. Syphilis is real. It's, 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 it's nobody thought we would be here 40 years ago. We thought we had that thing under control. And we need bicillin because right now in pregnancy, bicillin is the uh, the only medication that is allowed, bicillin LA. And if you go back into the archive, I actually have an episode where I talk about, look, it's not bicillin CR uh, and it's not just regular old penicillin. It has to be bicillin LA. And the reason is, is because it has to do with the right dose um, and, and its longevity, right? Bicillin has a good residence time that's going to be long enough for it to work against syphilis, right? And of course, treatment is based by stage. Uh, traditionally, if it's late latent, remember, we all know this already, uh, it's 2.4 million units uh, per week. Uh, for three injections. And we've covered that many times. That shouldn't surprise anybody. But typically, if it's early syphilis uh, or early latent, you can do uh, 2.4. One injection, although most would just to be safe, give a second injection. The problem is, is that Pfizer is not kicking out that much medicine, so we don't have that much bicillin to go around. Uh, and so this is the problem. So in this article, I state, uh, hey, the problem is that in pregnancy, and this doesn't apply to non-pregnant. In non-pregnant, which we're going to talk about in a minute, there's some options. But in pregnancy, it's bicillin, and, and that's it. And if you're allergic, you should go through desensitization, right? There's been no alternative in pregnancy that's deemed effective enough to work. And, and that was it. And, okay, everybody gets that. So I said it's got to be bicillin or nothing else, okay? Now, that was on January the 5th, Friday. Well, then let's fast forward just five days later to January the 10th. So on January the 10th, the U.S. FDA releases the note, releases the notification that, yep, it's going to allow for the first time 
the U.S. to import a medication, to import a, a, a therapy from another country because we just got to do something about this national drastic medication shortage, all right? So we are now been approved to mass import through France, through their laboratory named Delbert, a medication which is Bicillin, their version, okay? And that version is called Extensilin. Okay, so extensilin is now available in the U.S. until we run out of that supply, until Bicillin LA uh, catches up to the demand. All right. So when I said in the Guardian, um, hey, uh, it seems that Bicillin LA right now, we just don't have anything else. There's other medications being looked at, uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute, which did not have good results. But there's a caveat to that, which we'll discuss. Um, So until we get something else, we're stuck with Bicillin LA. But now that's no longer the case. So five days after I was quoted uh, in this national media journal, I'm like, wow, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? I kind of gave bad info, but it was right when I said it because extensilin is not a new medication. Actually, I found an article in Russia that was out in 1994 where extensilin was being used then for treatment of syphilis. So definitely not a new medication. It's not new to France at all. It's just new to us. But when somebody ever asks you now, hey, I guess, what are we going to do? We have a Bicillin LA shortage. The answer is yes, we do. And I hope Pfizer kicks that up uh, or whatever, some other way of getting this medication happens. But we do have extensilin now. Now, there is some caveats here. We're going to discuss this because it's not exactly the same thing as Bicillin because Bicillin comes in a pre-packaged, pre-dosed um, syringe. Uh, that's ready to use, all right? And so extensilin, you have to reconstitute, okay? Basically, it's in a powder form. But nonetheless, plenty of history with extensilin. And yes, the U.S. does now have approval. The FDA said, let's go ahead and do this to try to get us out of harm's way until uh, the U.S. manufacturing gets kicked up a notch, all right? So this is coming from France through their laboratory, Delbert, uh, and the medication name is extensilin. The FDA updated its statement on January the 16th, 2024, just last week from our taping right now. And so let me read this directly from the FDA website. Of course, I'll, I'll post this link on our reference list. It's FDA announcement of availability of extensilin. It states, quote, Benzathine penicillin injection powder for suspension, or extensiline, is now being authorized for use in the U.S. to address the ongoing shortages of Bicillin LA. The FDA has exercised enforcement discretion for a temporary importation and use of this treatment temporarily to mitigate the effects of the Bicillin LA drug shortage. Extensiline, here it is guys, quote, has been determined to be equivalent to Bicillin LA and is currently currently authorized and marketed in other countries, end quote. Okay, so basically these two medications are equivalent except for the fact that you do have to reconstitute uh, extensiline, all right, so which is still benzathine, benzyl penicillin. So if you're going to do the 2.4 million units, the way that this thing is, is arrived, the way that it's packaged is that there's 20 ml vials of powder for suspension and it takes about 5 mls of water for injection uh, to reconstitute. So here's what the website states, okay, when it describes extensiline's reconstitution. 
It says, the volume of extensiline 2.4 million units after reconstitution is around 7 mLs compared to just 4 mLs of bicil in LA. So yeah, it's like 3 more mLs that you're going to have to inject IM. So maybe a little bit more discomfort, but less discomfort than progressive syphilis. Okay, so extensiline does have to be reconstituted. You have to be very sure that if your facility is using this, which is FDA allowed, that they're following the strict uh, um, a way to reconstitute this so the dose is not diluted somehow, all right? So it all comes into this package information. Much easier to use bisillin that is prepackaged, but just remember that extensiline does have to be reconstituted, and there's very clear guidance on how to do that in the package insert. Yes, it's good that we have this option. It's better than waiting for bicillin to catch up. So I'm all for it. It's just make sure that it's reconstituted correctly. But this is exactly why others are looking for other medications to take its place. I mean, we can't just be waiting for one medication to fix something that's at, at horrible levels, all right? So we had a lot of hope for linozolid. Now, linozolid is an old antibiotic. It's been around for a while for ventilator-related uh, uh, in pneumonias for some resistant cases, even for some things, some weird MRSA cases. Linozolid is not new. Okay, it's an oral medication, also comes in IV, but they were looking specifically for the oral version of this medication to try to get ahead of at least early syphilis. Okay, so when I say this is making recent news, I mean, this just came out on January the 8th, 2024, in the Lancet, in their, in their infectious disease. Um, supplement, all right? So there's a Lancet and then there's Lancet Infectious Disease. This came out in Infectious Disease. The title of this publication from Spain was Oral Linozolid Compared with Benzathine Penicillin G for Treatment of Early Syphilis in Adults. Now, this was in Spain. This was prospective. It was open label. It was a non-inferiority trial and it was a randomized controlled study, Okay. So we're like, all right, we know that this works because in the past, we've got plenty of data that this medication in vitro and even in some in vivo studies, we know that this medication kills uh, the treponema pallidum. I mean, that's a given. We know that it does. So we're like, all right, so we have an own open study here. Um, it's an oral medication. That would be super easy to use. Let's see if it works. And it failed. So I'm going to get into this when I come back. However, even though this was super disappointing because it failed to meet the non-inferiority uh, issue, uh, the goal, and so they stopped the study, all right? They're like, oh, this did not work. But there's big caveats to that. I'll explain in just a minute. So out of the Lancet Infectious Disease, these authors did a multi-center prospective, open-label, non-inferiority, randomized trial. I mean, you talk about good design. I mean, this had it, all right? It was a good design, bad implementation. I'm explaining what I mean by that in just a minute, all right? It's not my opinion. I mean, there's already been commentaries on this that have said, man, they, why did they choose what they chose? And I'm going to explain that again in just a second because maybe they, they were subtherapeutic, right? That's the short of it. But this was the first human study to evaluate linozolid for the treatment of syphilis. The, the nice, uh, the attractive option here is that it's oral medication. So it's 600 milligrams taken once daily for five days. That was the trial. And then they compared it to the single injection of the standard worldwide treatment plan of 2.4 million units of bicillin. Okay, so let, let's just do the oral medication, five days, you get the shot, and then let's see uh, the improvement rates. Now, this was just for 
early cases of syphilis. Not all cases of syphilis, it was just either primary, secondary, or early latent infections. Well, the trial was halted early because of a 30% difference between their primary outcome, which was basically resolution of infection, between um, bicillin and linozolid. 30%. So 70%, yeah, it worked, but it was totally non-inferior uh, compared to the standard treatment. So 30% had a failure, as they describe in their publication, quote, as a safety precaution, the study team will follow up participants treated with linozolid for up to 24 months after enrollment to ensure adequate treatment and absence of recurrence of infection, end quote. So like, oops, um, sorry, yeah, <laughs> we thought we treated you, but maybe not so much. Uh, so let's just see what happens. Now, they have access to care, they're being followed, it's okay. But yeah, it didn't work. So the authors concluded um, this, we have to do better. So as of right now, this is a, a no-go. However, there's been a lot of critics and a lot of criticism about this in their dose of medication used and their brevity of days. They only used it for five days when typically... Uh, a longer course of oral uh, agents are, are given. For example, in the non-pregnant patient, not applicable to pregnancy, just to be clear, in the non-pregnant patient, oral doxy can be given twice a day for 14 days, and that's CDC allowed. When penicillin is uh, a strict contraindication, they can't have desensitization, or it's just unavailable, or whatever, okay? So oral doxy for syphilis is twice a day for 14 days. Yet here, they gave it 600 milligrams of this medication, linozolid, for only five days. So the big criticism is, hey, this didn't work. It was non-inferior. It's a bummer. We had high hopes. But this may be a dosing issue because we know there's previous publications that have shown um, in, in bench models that this medication absolutely kills the spirochete. There's a really nice commentary also in the Lancet Infectious Disease in the same issue as the study that summarizes this, this criticism very well, okay? So let me read that exactly as the authors stated in this commentary, this editorial, because, um, yeah, we shouldn't be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. This was not good results, but, but potentially, I mean, there's absolutely, not potentially, there's absolutely still room to study this, and this shouldn't be completely uh, uh, thrown out, right? It just needs more work. So as the editorial states, quote, linozolid has been shown to be effective against T. pallidum both in vitro and in vivo in rabbits using an equivalent dosage and duration. Despite those encouraging preclinical results, in this trial, only 70% of study participants were successfully treated. Considering that T. pallidum is a slow-growing bacterium that spreads systematically, here it is, guys, here's a clinical pearl, quote, a longer duration of treatment and more frequent dosing is probably necessary as pharmacokinetic simulations have shown, end quote. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Unfortunately, we're kind of stuck with bicillin. Right now, we have extensillin. Um, but what about this new medication? It was, it was thought that maybe linozolid would work, and it's not completely the end of the story. Just needs more work. As this editorial also states, quote, the negative trial results should not discourage researchers, public health authorities, or regulatory authorities from continuing to undertake and support studies to repurpose older, widely available antibiotics for syphilis, end quote.
All right, podcast family, I told you we we're going to call this extensilin, linozolid, and stuff. So I have done that. <laughs> and this is great because my voice is about to die. I hope this thing comes back soon because it's really kind of annoying. But anyway, we still were true to our purpose. We said we were going to get this out. Honestly, because I felt just bad that five days before this approval for extensilin to come. Now, it, it's, it wasn't just five days. It's been working on for a while that that came out in November that the government was uh, on a path fast track to get this medication imported. But of course, that was not yet a thing when that Guardian uh, news report came out on January the 5th. That came out on January the 10th. So I felt I had to at least do this on the episode. And I think we're going to do an addendum that while mentioned that Bicillin was the only medication in pregnancy, Bicillin LA, uh, we now have this other option of extensilin, as long as that agreement and importation um, through France's uh, uh, manufacturing still remains intact. All right, podcast family, as always, we're thankful for you. We're glad you're part of our podcast community. And we'll see you on the next episode of Clinical Pearls.